The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. Wait for it. June 1st. Hey, welcome to a new month. New month, June 1st. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. We made it to June, just like that. It's June. (laughs) May did go by kind of quickly, which I'm like, I'm wondering if that's going to be the case for the rest of the summer. Are we just going to fly by and before we know it, kids are going to be moaning because, yeah, they got a, a, a two that's more right. weeks, maybe. Is two it two more, more weeks. weeks of school Usually about? Usually it's around the second yeah. week in this area that kids uh, get out of school and then they're like, oh, it's back to school. Right. Now, I am already getting graduation cards in ah, the mail. Yes. I'm so excited. Our son's the best friend he's graduating and it's just uh it's a good time of year so i don't want to rush it too much but i'm ready to enjoy all of the things that june brings dads and grads dads and grads that's right Right. father's day coming up father's day i'm off the hook already for father's day this year that's right you got the grill already we already got the grill because it was on sale and it was still available at costco and so it is uh i found out yesterday that the box has been put away uh, the old grill is gone. Yeah. And while I was gone during the day yesterday here at work, they tested out at home. Everybody that was there tested out the new grill. Ah, ready without to go. Me. It's oh. ready to go, but I wasn't there to. The ceremonial lighting of the flame without <laughs> you. I, you know, I'm one of those people that really suffer from FOMO. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, it's ready to go. I hope you have the uh, meat patties ready to put on there. I think that tonight we're going to try some brats and Ooh, hamburgers. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds good. I think that'll be kind of a nice, easy kind of mm-hmm. step into Ease it. into it. it. Test it out with some hamburgers before we throw like some ribeyes or something <laughs> on there right. that, that I'd feel bad if we ruined. Yeah, so get on there and burn the burgers before you burn the good <laughs> stuff. That's right. Chilly this morning. I got up and it was like it was cold in the house. We turned the heat off because we thought, I don't need it anymore, you know, or it's been nice out. And uh, man, I got up and it's like, it's chilly. So I was looking at some temperatures around the area. It's like 39, 40 degrees in some outlying locations, just 48 in Portland. So yeah, you might want to, if you're heading out early this morning, you might need a just a, a, a light wrap. A light wrap. A light wrap. I, I yes. actually brought a sweater in this yeah, I, morning. Look at me. Too. I know. You've got your little jacket on yeah, also. So, so. Uh, I saw yesterday on the news that May was the second warmest May on record in the Portland area. Okay. Yeah, because we had those hot 90-degree days, and uh, that boosted the average up. So looks like today is going to be beautiful, and really right on through the weekend, it's going to be very nice. We might hit a 90 early next week. That's what it looks like. What so, was the hottest? Did it? Did they say what year was the hottest, May? Uh, yeah, I don't recall if they did. Okay. But, yeah. I'm sure that there's a, you know, a Google page that oh, will I'm tell sure. us. <laughs> yeah, we can find that. But if you thought May was warm, you're right. It was it warm. It was warm. Second warmest. So, there so you go. So, the question is now, because, boy, again, in the in the 
forecast that doesn't seem to be any rain days ahead. Are we done? I know. I don't know. It seems like this would be early in the year for us to kind of turn off the the rain faucet and head into all these, you know, this stretch of dry months. Uh, But... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking through middle of next week, like through Wednesday on the extended, and there's no rain in sight. In fact, okay. it's going to be mostly sunny all the way through. So, yeah, typically June, you can have some wet Junes. I mean, what what's the old adage? Uh, summer starts the day after the 4th of that's July, it. but I, I don't think that's always <laughs> true anymore. No, not for sure. Now, I, I recall, and I talked about this last week, very distinctly last June was a real wet month. Yeah. It was real. My daughter got married on June 20th, poured the whole day. That's right. I remember that. And we that. had those series of atmospheric rivers. Like two or three of them came through during the month of June. And it really just like we went over yeah. our, our annual rainfall. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to actually look that up and see where we are on rainfall for the year. So, uh, but, you know, nonetheless, I'm not complaining. Oh, no. I'm enjoying this beautiful um, weather. I will take the sunshine. What do you have coming up today? Well, big news. A, a new newsletter is Church Alive. It came out in one of the big articles in there. Archbishop Alexander Sample takes a firm stand against the new Oregon House bill. He asks all the faithful to join him, and we'll talk about both of those in the show today. All right, and Cycle Oregon. Uh, It's been a very popular event for years. The last ride this fall. So uh, that announcement coming out. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. All righty. We got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. We'll start things now with Dante Schmitz and Brighter Than the Sun. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It all began when I was younger. A seed of faith planted in my life. Satisfy my hunger Now it's time For my faith to come alive This world can cover you
shine on me I want to bring peace and joy to those in need And the world is hurt We're just longing to believe So let your light shine is Dante Schmidt and brighter than the sun. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Is that right? Bridge between your faith and everyday life? That's it. You've been saying it yeah. for years. I know. It's, it's, the mind's working kind of slow today, <laughs> I guess because it's June 1st. We flipped the calendar over, so it's, it. it's a new month. I got to reset here. ARC program, great program at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland. They've got a big event. In fact, it's a ginormous event coming up on Friday. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. 
During June, Mater Dei Radio unites with Catholics around the world to start the summer by honoring the most sacred heart of Jesus. Grow closer to Christ during this special time through our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a wide variety of inspiring spiritual reflections. Mater Dei Radio is also honored to take your specific intentions to the most sacred heart of Jesus through our powerful prayer hotline. Share your personal requests with our dedicated prayer team right now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call the prayer hotline directly, 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737 and let us pray for you throughout the month of June as we lead souls into the most sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary at Mater Dei Radio. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Dei Radio. Well, a bit of a cool start to the day, but afternoon temperatures going to be real pleasant. Skies will be clear this afternoon and temperatures rise to the lower 70s. Then cooler temperatures back for tonight. That's going to drop us to the lower 40s. For your Friday, we warm a couple more degrees. Highs to about 75 degrees. And then the warming continues through the weekend. As we talked about earlier in the show, David, we could be into the low 90s by early next week. So, All right. Yeah. yeah be ready. Mm-hmm. 48 degrees at St. Patrick's Church in Northwest Portland. And it is 50 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. Well, coming up this Friday evening, the ARC program at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland is hosting what they call a ginormous holy hour. And the whole world will be there. And I'm assuming that means Caitlin Fernandez with ARC will be there as well. And she joins us this morning. Hey, good morning, Caitlin. How are you today? I'm good, David. Thank you for having me on. I guess before we get into this ginormous event, tell me a little bit about the ARC program, what it's all about. Yeah, so ARC is the young adult program at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland. And it's very special. I think at St. Michael's, we have a very special young adult community. And of course, there's young adult communities at other parishes, but there is really something special about St. Michael's. And ARC is, um, there's a lot of different legs of the program. There's a social aspect to it. We have First Friday, monthly, holy hour, social hour. There's just different areas where young adults um, that come to our parish can can join in and, and really build community because we, we know that with our Catholic faith, community is a very important aspect of that. You know, I'm looking at the website, too, and all of the different aspects of the ARC program at St. Michael's, and one of them is Works of Mercy, and tell, tell me a little bit about that. We work a lot with, with the homeless population, and I don't know if I'm the person really to speak on that, but we have um, a Mercy Missionary program, um, and a lot of my friends and a lot of my close friends who um, I've come to know over the last couple of years have been missionaries with that, this program. They go out on the streets, and they make friends and really get to know these people um, and, and minister to them and bring Christ out to, to the streets. And um, I think that's one of the unique characteristics about St. Michael's is uh, our work with the homeless. Yeah, we've actually had a chance to talk with some of the Mercy missionaries in the past, too. It's really a wonderful program. How did you get involved with the ARC program? So I actually um, 
found St. Michael's around the time of COVID when all the churches were kind of closing down and we weren't able to go to Mass in person. I was at the University of Portland, which is what brought me to Portland, actually. I, I studied nursing there. Oh, nice. And around COVID time, everything was closing down and I was feeling that that lack of, like, I wanted to, I wanted to go to Mass. And St. Michael's was one of the few that had a few slots open when we were signing up for, for seats at Mass back in the day. Right. I remember the night before Sunday, I was uh, looking at all the parishes to see where I could get a spot at a Mass, and St. Michael's was one of the last to have a seat. And I showed up, and our priest there, Father Ignacio, he, he noticed me, he, he saw me, and, and kind of dragged me into the community then. Asked me to come to our holy hour social hour that we have every month. Um, and that's kind of how I how I got into the community. I, I was just welcomed in and from there started helping out. And yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful too. I mean, have you seen just the need for that to have young adults have a place to go to share their Catholic faith? Yeah, I think so. I think young adults speaking in like the 20s of your life, you kind of, if, if you have a faith, you you start to question it or you decide that you need to make it your own, whatever it is, or you discover the faith. I think that having a community is so important because we live in such a secular world and making friends that are of the same faith is is actually like a game changer because you're able to start living out your faith a little better in, in the real world. Right, absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Caitlin Fernandez. She is with the ARC program at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland, and they have a big event coming up on this Friday, June Ormus. I love the name of that, June Normus, and you say the whole world will be there. So tell me about the event. Yeah, so this event, June Ormus, kind of came to be last year. We did our first one, and this is—so it, it goes along with our first Friday Holy Hour Social Hours. And June is the last Holy Hour social hour we have before we take a break for the summer. And last year we were talking and we said, you know, we, we kind of want this last one to be even bigger. We want to, we know it's so special. We want to open up our doors and we want to invite the young adults of different parishes all over Portland so that they can come and experience this um, event and this prayer with us. And so what it is, is it's, just like our regular Holy Hour social hour every month, we for the first hour, we come to the church and we pray, and the Blessed Sacrament is revealed, and we have guided meditation by our priest. And then after that, we um, socialize and have fellowship down in our parish hall and just have time to, to talk with each other, meet new people. And so basically, Jew Normus is a bigger version of what our every month Holy Hour Social Hour is. And last year we had a really great time and we had like over a hundred people come and everyone was so happy and excited. We, we threw a big carnival themed social and this year we're doing a world market. It's a little different than a carnival, but still um, a very interactive atmosphere. I think there's going to be, Food. There's going to be different cultures represented, maybe some games, maybe some dancing, maybe some crafts. I think you'll just have to come and see what, what's there to find out. 
Right, again, this is open to anyone throughout the, the area, too, not just St. Michael's parishioners or young Catholics. Yeah, it is open to, to everyone, and we really encourage um, whoever hears about it to, to tell people about it, um, because it is a very special event, and, and we'd love to see more people there and get to meet more people around the Portland area. Give us the uh, details, then, again, the, the time it is. Do you need to sign up? How do you go about that? Yeah, so there's there's actually no sign-up required. Um, we do have, if you go to the St. Michael's Arc page on Facebook, we do have a Facebook event that kind of has the details, but it is this Friday. The Holy Hour starts at 7 o'clock, and that goes for about an hour, and then we'll all go down to the parish hall, and that's when the social hour begins. But no sign-up is required, and, and anyone's welcome. That's fantastic. Would you find this like a a good evangelization tool if if people wanted to bring friends, maybe lapsed Catholics, young Catholics? uh, Would it work well for that? Yeah, I I totally think it it does work well for that. I think there's the aspect of prayer um, that really shows our Catholic faith in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And then it shows that side of community as well, of people who really care about each other and talk about faith and and want to grow in faith together. Mm, Wonderful. Again, it is the ginormous event at St. Michael's Catholic Church, downtown Portland, this Friday, June 2nd, 7 o'clock, Holy Hour, Social Hour. Caitlin Fernandez with ARC joining us this morning. Caitlin, great to talk with you. Thanks for taking the time. We do appreciate it, and much luck with the event on Friday. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, David. All right. Have a great day. God bless. All right. You too. And it is 722 here at Mater Day Radio. What an incredibly vibrant young adult community they have going on there at St. Michael's. Yeah, it, it, they really do. And they do a number of events throughout the year. And, of course, we talked about the Mercy Missionaries program. So, yeah, if you're a young Catholic in your 20s, you're looking to get together with people of faith, here's a great opportunity for you tomorrow. Absolutely. And remember, you can also find details on a whole lot of great events happening in our community. Just head over to the community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. You're also going to access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows overcoming shame. And when people shame you by refusing you alms, you should give thanks to God for that. Because in recompense for shame, we receive great honor before the judgment seat of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you should know that shame is imputed not to the one who suffers it, but to the one who inflicts it. And alms are the inheritance of the justice due the poor, which our Lord Jesus Christ acquired for us. You who labor to acquire alms, then, have a great reward and also enrich those who give to you. For everything that people leave behind in the world will perish, but for the charity and almsgiving they've practiced, they will have the reward from the Lord. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org.
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 725 at Mater Day Radio, and the U.S. House passes an important bill last night. We'll tell you about it in the news. And Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland stands firm against a new House bill in Oregon. He asks all the faithful to join with him. I'll tell you more about that coming up in the news. Here is Taylor Tripodi and Awakening. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
is Taylor Tripodi and Awakening. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland released a statement on the opposition of Oregon House Bill 2002. The bill would require Medicaid and private insurers to cover more procedures under the umbrella of gender-affirming care and would allow minors of any age to get an abortion without needing to notify a parent, among other policies. Now, in the statement, Archbishop Sample shows five areas of opposition. First, he says it undermines parental authority to exercise responsibility in care for children. Second, it promotes the taking of innocent human life. Third, it expands abortion on demand and gender affirming care into rural areas and college campuses. Fourth, it forces insurers, medical and mental health professionals, educators, and many others to participate in providing medical procedures in which they may not believe there is no meaningful religious exemption in this legislation. And lastly, it is completely unnecessary, he said, since children 15 and older already have access sought by this legislation. He ends the statement by saying, I will oppose House Bill 2002, and I urge every faithful Catholic and person of goodwill in this archdiocese to do the same. Now, David, the full statement can be found in a new newsletter. Church Alive is out. It is alive. Dina Marie has been talking about it. If you go to the archdiocese webpage, you have the ability to enter your email, and you will be getting those pretty regularly from the Archdiocese. All right. Well, a divided U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill to suspend the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling on Wednesday with majority support from both Democrats and Republicans to overcome opposition led by hardline conservatives and avoid a catastrophic default. Now, the Republican-controlled House voted 
314 to 117 to send the legislation to the Senate, which must enact the measure and get it to President Joe Biden's desk before a Monday deadline with the federal government is expected to run out of money to pay its bills. The measure was a compromise worked out between President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Now, in the Senate, leaders of both parties said they hoped to move to enact the legislation before the weekend, but a potential delay over amendment votes could complicate matters. Well, the state of Washington collected nearly $600 million more in capital gains tax than expected for its schools. When legislators passed the state budget for 2023 to 2025, they planned to collect $248 million from the new capital gains tax, according to the Seattle Times. But by May 9th, the state had collected $601 million more than expected, totaling $849 million. And the capital gains tax passed in 2021 added a 7% charge on profits of more than $250,000 from selling or exchanging assets like stock bonds, business interests, and more. Now, the state Supreme Court ruled the tax constitutional in March. The first $500 million collected from the tax will go to the state's Education Legacy Trust account, according to the Seattle Times, and funds beyond that will go to one-time school construction projects. Well, since 1988, it has been an annual event that hundreds of local bicyclists have looked forward to, but it comes to an end after one final ride. Cycle Oregon will call it an era after a 400-mile pedal through wine country to the coast, as reported by Bike Portland. Cycle Oregon organizers cited rising costs and lack of interest from riders, vendors, and volunteers as some of the reasons. The nonprofit organization said the classic's conclusion also will allow them to focus on smaller and shorter events. Cycle Oregon director Scott Schultz said the classic, which once attracted up to 2,000 riders annually, has become harder to put on post-pandemic as rural communities work to recover. Many of the medical, sanitation, and assorted service providers are no longer in business. Now, those interested in participating in the 33rd and final classic from September 9th through the 16th can register online at cycleoregon.com. So that is a week-long event. Yeah, it's big. It's a big ride. Uh, I've had friends who have done it in the yeah. past. Like I said, it's been going on for a long time. I myself have never done it. Not a big bike rider, but yeah, you got to be a committed rider to do it. Four hundred miles. Yeah. That is a commitment yeah. for sure. Delilah. The Oregon Zoo chimpanzee who helped launch a decades-long friendship with renowned primatologist Jane Goodall. She turned 50 last week. Delilah is one of the oldest animals at the zoo, but still not the oldest chimp. Jackson's 51 and Chloe... 54, both older. Now, all three have far surpassed the typical life expectancy for chimpanzees. Wild chimps typically live around 33 years, and the median life expectancy in zoos, about 41 years for female chimps, according to the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Now, the zoo participates in AZA's Species Survival Plan for Chimpanzees, which are nearing extinction in many of their range countries. Now, Delilah was born May 25th, 1973 at the Oregon Zoo, then known 
as the Portland Zoological Gardens. Do you mm. remember that name? Wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Now, around that time, the zoo's pioneering work with chimpanzees drew the attention of renowned conservationist Jane Goodall, who visited regularly, getting to know Delilah and the others. That decades-long connection to Dr. Goodall led to a new era of care for chimpanzees and other primates and inspired the design of the zoo's new primate area, which opened in 2020 and is home to eight chimps mm-hmm. it's been a little while since i have been to the zoo i believe this year that's the year i'm gonna go all right I'm, that's good I've been. yeah very nice in sports college football fans get out your calendars oregon and oregon state have announced some key kickoff times for their upcoming season so the ducks and the beavers will meet in their annual rivalry game on friday November 24th, the day after Thanksgiving. The game will kick off from Autzen Stadium in Eugene at 5.30 p.m. and will be televised nationally on Fox. Oregon will open its season at home against Portland State on Saturday, September 2nd at 12 noon with the game televised on the Pac-12 network. Oregon State opens its season on the road at San Jose State on Sunday, September 3rd at 12.30 p.m., with the nationally televised broadcast on CBS, game was moved from Saturday to Sunday to accommodate television. And the Portland Thorns pick up a Challenge Cup win last night at Providence Park, defeating Angel City FC 3-2 in group stage action. Well, the month of June is dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Now, the church celebrates the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus on the Friday following the second Sunday after Pentecost. This year, we celebrate the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus on June 16th. In addition to the liturgical celebration, many devotions, exercises are connected with the Sacred Heart of Jesus of all devotions, Devotion to the Sacred Heart was and remains one of the most widespread and popular in the church. Now, understood in the light of Scripture, the term Sacred Heart of Jesus denotes the entire mystery of Jesus, the totality of his being and his person considered in its most intimate essence, Son of God, uncreated wisdom, infinite charity, principle of the salvation and sanctity of mankind. Now, the Feast of the Sacred Heart was approved for specified dioceses by Clement the Thirteenth in 1765 and extended to the whole church by Pius the Ninth in 1856. Now, in 1889, Pope Leo XIII elevated to the rank of a first class and though in an encyclical letter in 1899 dedicated the whole Catholic world to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So devotion to the Sacred Heart was also a central component. John Paul II's hopes for the new evangelization called for by the church. And devotions to the Sacred Heart of Jesus are numerous. Some have been explicitly approved and frequently recommended by the Apostolic See. These include a personal and family consecration, act of reparation to the Sacred Heart, and the practice of the First Fridays. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, mark your calendar for June 8th at 1 o'clock, lasting 24 full hours. It is Adoration at St. Michael's Church in Portland. All are invited to participate in a 24-hour period of Holy Adoration in preparation for the Feast 
of Corpus Christi. Each hour will be prayed for a special intention. Some hours will be in silence and some will be with praise and worship music. More details on the event website you can find at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Hey, a special guest from EWTN going to join us. You'll find out who it is after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne-Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. Looks like it's going to be a really nice day today. A little chilly start. Sunny skies, though. High of 72 degrees. Clear overnight tonight. Low of 46. And then sunny again for Friday. High of 75. Sunny 79 on Saturday. Well, currently it is 46 degrees at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton. And 46 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. Pope Francis marked World Communication Day by thanking journalists and encouraging them to always work in the service of truth and the common good. Well, that's what we try to do here at Mater Day Radio and working on the groundwork that Mother Angelica has set forward to. Elena Rodriguez is joining us in studio mm-hmm. today. Elena is the Northwest Regional Manager for EWTN News, which that region includes Mater Day Radio here in Portland. Good morning, Elena. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, good morning, Brenda. I'm so delighted to be here. It's like, I feel like I'm coming home. 
Oh, well, it was wonderful. It was a last minute stopover during the share was the last time we got to talk to you. Yes. But now you're back in the area. Elena, it's been a little while since you were able to make rounds back here in the Portland area. And you, we were talking as we were preparing for the interview. When you last visited Mater Day Radio, we were over in our temporary studios. And now... Boy, with the good support that we were talking about at Sherathon, what Mater Day Radio has been able to do to create these studios. Pretty nice, I think. And you, you love what you're seeing here. I do. And it's just so lovely just walking in here and, and knowing that the centermost part of the building is the chapel. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a lovely image of Our Lady Mater Day. Uh, it all makes perfect sense. You're on the top of a hill, which is also very scriptural. And you are looking at beautiful natural scenery at the mountains. And that is also very, you know, it, it just makes you think of, of, of the mountain as a retreat where we go to speak to, to God, where we listen what God wants to tell us in silence. And so it is so significant that your modern day studios are at the top of a hill and they are dedicated to preaching the good news talking about news, mm-hmm. the good news of the gospel out to all the airwaves. And now, of course, using digital technology as well. And to be able to see it in person and be here. And, and I've seen all this, all the stages um, and all at first, all the planning years ago, and then the dream and then the dream finally comes true. And to be able to see it here is just such a gift. And it fills me with hope and joy. Oh, Well, it's wonderful, again, to have you back in the Pacific Northwest. And as I said, World Communication Today, the service of truth. I mean, talk a little bit about EWTN and how, while it feels like right now, especially in this day and age, that in service of the truth, it's hard to pick it out of all of the the bed of lies and, and indifference and injustice that goes on in the world. But EWTN, like Mater Dei Radio, we try to be this beacon this light of truth to a world so in need. Kind of tell our listeners a little bit about how that battle is what EW10 is all about too. And you know, Brenda, it's it just so fitting because your share um, which was not that long, long ago, was the, the theme was seek the truth. And here we are speaking about the need to communicate the truth. And um, I, I remember that that you interviewed me, and this was over the phone. But and and you said, "Come back next time you're down." And and here <laughs> we are, uh, a few weeks later, communicating the truth. There, there is a now more than ever, uh, we are so aware at EWTN of how we have to face the challenges of communicating the truth in a post-truth world. And actually, our our CEO Michael Warsaw who was hired by Mother Angelica, has this, and he's written this editorial in EWTN's newspaper, the National Catholic Register, and it is exactly entitled Communicating the Truth in a Post-Truth World. Now everything is presented as it's your opinion and don't even voice it because you're going to hurt somebody. And even to the point where we've heard the phrase silence is violence. And wait a minute, (laughs) doesn't even make sense. Uh, So how do you communicate the truth of the gospel, the truth of our salvation in a, in a world who doesn't sit, that doesn't seem to care about truth anymore. It's a great challenge, but we have the fulfillment of truth in our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the eternal word. 
the eternal word, the eternal truth. And so when we root ourselves in our Lord Jesus Christ, truth is going to be there because he is the absolute truth. God is the absolute truth. There's no opinions there. He is the absolute truth. So we, we follow the the magisterium of the church and the tradition of the church and the teachings of the church, um, because the gospel is the the, mm-hmm. the 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 good news of the gospel is the truth, and so that makes me think of of Pope John Paul II uh, going back to because you just mentioned uh, Pope Francis and and communications, and so when you go back into the history of the church and not that far away when we were those of us who are of a certain age were growing up, Pope John Paul II was the pope, and for some of us he was the pope forever oh, for me too yeah <laughs> and so so pope john paul ii coined the phrase the new evangelization and at first we were like what is that um is is it a new gospel no 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 it's the same gospel that you have to present in a way that is attractive to the way we think nowadays but it's the same truth of the gospel and it doesn't shift with one fashion or one trend or one fad or the other it remains the same always constant because it's truth and truth mm-hmm. doesn't change and pope john paul ii this his first words starting the new millennium uh just minutes after midnight on january 1st of the year 2000 um there is a huge celebration in saint peter's square uh, in the vatican and the Via de la Conciliazione, that major thoroughfare that, that goes into the Vatican, Vatican City Square, and all of us in Rome, and everybody was out in the streets celebrating. And it was the beginning of a new millennium, not just a new year, but a new millennium. And so he, he about after all the fireworks, about 15 minutes of fireworks, and it was crazy, and everybody was elated. And he walks, or he walks out uh, to his balcony. And, and at, at this point, his health had already deteriorated. And he walks out in a, in a, and I thought it was going to be a feeble voice and he's going to be, you know, shaky. And he walks out to his balcony to preach the first words of the new millennium. And he, he says, be the guardians of history. Mm. And he said that with such conviction and such strength, uh, even though his health was already deteriorated. It was not a feeble voice. It was not weak. It was be the guardians of history. Siete guardiani della historia. It, it, because he said it in Italian. Uh, and, and to me, now that you are talking about news and communicating news, that spoke so much because I was back then, I was, I was still in my formation years as a journalist back then. And uh, it just, it brings goosebumps to me because I, I felt that was a calling to all of us. Um, whether we are in, in, the, in the Catholic media or not, we are all called to evangelize because of the, of the nature and virtue of our baptism. We are all missionaries. So that spoke to me, not just as a journalist, as a young journalist back then, but just like, I am, I am baptized. I am baptized. I have to take the good news of the gospel to everywhere I go. And when we are guardians of history, we are actually protecting that truth. We're, we're supposed to defend that truth. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it doesn't matter. You may be a shy person. You may not like to speak in front of a crowd. Your witness, your witness, your prayer, uh, 
Maybe you are at home. Maybe you, you can't go out. Maybe you can't even go out to mass at your parish because your your health is not the best right now. Maybe you are hearing this in a, in a prison cell. Maybe you're in a hospital. Maybe you're undergoing some kind of medical treatment that doesn't allow you to leave. How are you going to be a missionary? Well, <laughs> your witness and your prayer, you are defending the truth of the gospel by your witness. And like St. Francis said, use words when necessary. <laughs> That's right, for sure. So this is defending the truth. And so now Pope Francis is calling us uh, to communicate the truth all these years later. And, and the reason I bring back uh, Pope John Paul II is, Brenda, because I was there at that time with my family. We had saved for years. We had thought, my parents thought, where are we going to spend? the? We, we never made a big deal about New Year's, but that one was special because it was the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And my parents saved and took us, uh, my brother and I, uh, they took us to the Vatican to, to, to bring in the, the new millennium. And, and Pope John Paul II comes out and surprises uh, 750,000 people who were gathered there and all along the Via de la Conciliación on Vatican Square. And his first words are, be the guardians of history. So now we have to think, how can I be the guardian of history? Because history is the history of salvation. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit more about this. But Elena, I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can talk more a little bit about this new evangelization and Mater Day Radio and EWTN when we come back? And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this very first day of June. Hey, everyone. I'm Colleen with Awakened Catholic and... Hello, Colleen. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Colleen will be back with us here in momentarily. <laughs> One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Just go to our webpage, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. All the information is right there for you. Quick and easy, couple forms to fill out, you're good to go, and a likely tax deduction. Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. 
There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Matraday Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at matradayradio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at matradayradio.com. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. It's a strawberry moon when you can see it in the news. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the feast of Camila Battista da Verano, a prolific writer and the recipient of powerful visions. Camila was born in Italy in 1458. Her father was the Duke of Camerino, and she enjoyed a comfortable childhood and an excellent education in many different subjects. At the age of 10, she encountered a group of friars whose preaching left a lasting impression on her. While the days of her youth were still filled with courtly activities like music, dancing, and games, she dedicated one day each week to her faith. She would go before the crucifix to read meditations on the passion of Christ and fasted regularly. When she came of age, her father wanted her to marry, but she was strongly opposed to the idea. Her father was angered by her disobedience and tried everything he could to think of to get her to cooperate. He even tried locking her up. Camila bore all of this mistreatment and did not falter. It was actually in the midst of her suffering that she felt closest to God and experienced a powerful conversion. Within three years, Camila's father had worn himself out trying to change her mind. In fact, in observing how pious she had become, he started to worry that pushing her further would bring the wrath of God upon him. He gave her leave to do as she wished, and she became a nun. She was 23 years old when she entered the monastery of the poor Clares at Urbino and adopted the name Batista. As a nun, she began to experience many powerful visions, some of which lasted for days or weeks at a time. She first saw St. Clare, the foundress of the order, and then later received a glimpse of God's love. This second vision left her feeling so unworthy that she thought she was fit only to remain prostrate at Christ's feet. Her faith intensified in a dramatic way, and she began to produce written works. She wrote a meditation on the many sorrows of Christ during his passion, as well as an autobiography called Spiritual Life, which took the form of a letter to the preacher who had first inspired her. In the meantime, her father did a 180. With his wealth, he first purchased a rundown monastery at Camerino, and with some difficulty, convinced her to move there so she could be closer to the family. Some years later, when she became an abbess, he had an entirely new monastery built and gave it to her. However, unforeseen political strife resulted in the deaths of her father and brothers in 1501, and Camilla was forced to flee Camerino. She took refuge in Naples and had to wait two years before she could return home. She returned to her work, founding a monastery at the behest of the Pope, and training nuns who wished to adopt the rule of St. Clair. She produced her last written work, Treaties of the Purity of the Heart, in 1521, and died three years later in her monastery. It is tempting to lash out at people when they become angry at us, but fighting fire with fire seldom changes anyone's mind. It takes a long time and a lot of continued effort, but resisting passively and demonstrating continued virtue like Camila did can be a very strong argument. St. Camila Battista de Verano, hooray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
And in your news, each year, the Holy Father asks for our prayers for a specific intention each month. You are invited to answer the Holy Father's request and to join with many people worldwide in praying for this intention each month. Now, the Holy Father has entrusted these intentions in a particular way to the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, an organization that works to encourage Christians to respond to the Pope's appeal and to deepen their daily prayer. Every month, Pope Francis entrusts his worldwide prayer network with prayer intentions that express his great concerns for humanity and for the mission of the church. His monthly prayer intention is a global summons to transform our prayers into concrete actions. And it is a compass for a mission of compassion for the world. Now, for the month of June, we pray for the abolition of torture and says, We pray that the international community may commit in a concrete way of ensuring the abolition of torture and guarantee support to victims and their families. Pope Francis entrusts this prayer intention to all the faithful. Well, this Saturday evening, it is going to be a strawberry moon. That's what the Farmer's Almanac calls the full moon in June because it is in the month when strawberries ripen. So the moon will officially become full at 8.41 p.m. Saturday evening, June 3rd. In the Portland area, the moon will rise at 9.06 p.m. in the southeast part of the sky. Now, some viewers in Portland may struggle to see the June full moon because it will be very low on the horizon, according to Jim Todd, director of space science education at OMSI, but it could be more colorful. Todd says moons often take on hues of red, yellow, or orange when close to the horizon as light rays are refracted by particles in the atmosphere. Moons that are closer to the summer solstice are lower on the horizon and can therefore pick up more color. Uh, Some of the lowest tides, by the way, of the year will follow the June full moon, falling below two feet at many spots along the Oregon coast from June 4th to the 7th. So I just happened to think about this Saturday evening being the full moon. It's mm-hmm. going to be a beautiful evening. Starlight Parade oh, is this Saturday evening. Nice. That's so, going to be a great day. Yeah, out that could there. be really pretty. You'd be sitting out there watching the parade, maybe seeing that full moon in the sky. It's going to be awesome. Well, Pope Francis has backed a project aimed at enhancing interdisciplinary research at Catholic universities in the sphere of family, marriage, and childbearing. He said, we cannot be indifferent to the future of the family as a community of life and love, a unique and indissoluble covenant between a man and a woman, a place where generations meet, a source of hope for society. Now, the project called the Family Global Compact was presented May 30th by members of the Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences and the Dicastery for Lady, Family and Life. The compact includes a 50-page document outlining specific challenges faced by families today, followed by suggested solutions and actions to take. Now, each challenge also includes guidelines for university research on that topic. The Vatican document encourages working to create favorable conditions for getting married and having children at a young age and to improve access to church-approved forms of a medical care, such as naprotechnology for those struggling with infertility. Well, when it comes to teachers, most who are leaving the profession are not retiring or being laid off. They're quitting. 
This according to preliminary numbers released in May by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Nearly half of the public education employees working in elementary, secondary, and post-secondary institutions who left the profession in March resigned, according to the numbers. With school shootings on the rise and pandemic-disrupted learning taking a toll on teachers who feel increasingly burned out, public education is struggling to attract and retain qualified school staff, according to Becky Pringle. She's the president of the National Education Association, the largest teachers' union in the country. Quits have consistently outpaced other reasons for leaving over the last decade, with the exception of the early pandemic months when teachers laid off surged. Job openings continue to surpass new hires. In February 2023, there were nearly 150,000 more job openings than hires. Well, the Portland City Council took testimony on Wednesday on a proposal from Mayor Ted Wheeler to ban homeless camps on public property during daytime hours. As testimony began, Wheeler said that 176 people had signed up to speak for their allotted two minutes. The hearing was expected to last six hours with a vote on the ordinance set for a later session. Now, speakers flipped back and forth between those four and against the ordinance, punctuated by a boisterous crowd drawing repeated warnings from Wheeler that he would switch the meeting to virtual format if the interruptions continued. Now, arguments in favor of the ordinance listed off the public safety issue that have accompanied homeless camps, talking about the accumulation of trash, discarded needles, and human excrement along with repeated break-ins and other types of crime. Now, for several organizations that provide services to homeless people during the day, including Blanche House, representatives testified that a ban like this would push their already stressed resources to the breaking point. They argued that if the ban is put into effect, they will need help from the city to meet the mounting need. And in sports, the NBA Finals get underway tonight in Denver as the Nuggets, the champions of the Western Conference, host the Eastern Conference champs, the Miami Heat, in the best-of-seven series. Probably no big surprise that the Nuggets are in the Finals, given they were uh, one of the top teams in the league throughout the season. And not so much from Miami, who came into the playoffs as the eighth seed. So I don't know if you recall this, Brenda, but the Miami Heat's head coach, Eric Spolstra, went to Jesuit High School and played his college ball at the University of Portland. So I was going to say yeah, that. So a true local product. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations so, to him. That'll yeah. be exciting to watch. Yeah, so Denver favored to win the title, but Miami, they've been proving the odds makers wrong throughout the playoffs. Tonight's game tips off at 5.30. be televised on ABC. The thousands of pilgrims who will participate in World Youth Day in Lisbon in August will have 150 confessionals at the ready so they can receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation. They will be set up in an area called the Park of Forgiveness. And these structures are being built by inmates from prisons of Combra, Pacos de Fiera, and Porto in Portugal. 
Now, the initiative is a collaboration between the General Directorate of Reintegration and Prison Services and World Youth Day Lisbon Foundation. Now, each confessional, a priest will be available to welcome and listen to the young pilgrims in different languages so they can <coughs> so they can experience the love and mercy of God through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. The confessionals are being built with sustainable materials and are designed to welcome people with reduced mobility. For example, the benches will be removable to allow room for wheelchairs. The structures resemble an open house and is reminiscent of the typical houses in some Portuguese regions. The interior has a simple cross and a stylized segment of the rosary wow. kind of embedded inside the uh, the place there. I always love those pictures because you will see at some point during World Youth Day, Pope Francis sitting in one of the confessionals, hearing the confessions of young people. Wouldn't that be something? You don't wow. know that? You 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 pop in, and uh, it's the oh, Pope, Pope Francis. sitting there. Do you recognize <laughs> his voice? Yes. The, from the looks of it, these are all designed for face-to-face confession, yeah. too. Yeah, good. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And mark your calendar for June 8th, 24 hours of adoration at St. Michael's Church in Portland. All are invited to a 24-hour period of holy adoration in preparation for the Feast of Corpus Christi. Each hour will be prayed for a special intention, some hours in silence, some with praise and worship. More details on their website at materdayradio.com. And you can also access the community calendar on the Hail Mary media app. And we continue our interview with Elena Rodriguez from EWTN right after the forecast. Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com.
No matter where your summer travels take you, Monterey Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.13 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny skies, high of 72 degrees. Clear tonight, low of 46. And then sunny again for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, right wow. on through the middle of the week. Just kind of keeps heating up as well. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. Currently, it is 49 degrees at Our Lady of Guadalupe Catholic Church up in Ridgefield. And 52 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. I am back with Elena Rodriguez. Elena is joining us in studio today as she makes a little stopover on her road trip to Mater Day Radio. Elena is the Northwest Regional Manager for EWTN Radio News Online and Publishing. Elena, thanks so much for staying with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be back. Uh I'm glad we have a little bit more time. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And it's wonderful to be able to have this time to talk with you. We were excited because we just found out this morning that your trips, while you didn't know that it was going to take you down to Portland, so we didn't initially have you on our schedule. And we said, whoa. Elena's coming. Let's clear out so that way we've got plenty of time to talk with her. (laughs) Elena, I want to talk a little bit now, something about what you said about the new evangelization. You know, our Archbishop Alexander Sample recently was talking about the new evangelization, and he said the same thing since John Paul II. We've been talking about this new evangelization. What does it mean and what does it call for us? And he said, we've been talking about it long enough. It's time to give it legs. And let's really run with it and see what we can do. And now we've known, I don't think even John Paul II knew at that time how much technology would play a role in the spread of this new evangelization. But here at Mater Day Radio, with this new media center that we have here on the hill, a beacon that we like to say, we have our online presence. And now, boy, if you're not in the vicinity of 88.3 or of KMME, Well, there was a time you didn't get Catholic radio, but Mm -hmm. now you can listen live online. We've got the app, and now we're filling it up with wonderful podcasts. I mean, talk a little bit about how EWTN2 is realizing that the technology is out there. And while it's used for a lot of very terrible things, boy, the way we can use it to spread that gospel message, that new evangelization, it's right there for us to take care of. Oh, yes. And, you know, technology is like, well, you think like a knife. A knife can help you uh, cut uh, something and and uh, make make a piece of furniture and uh, put it to good use. Can help you cut food and and feed somebody and preserve somebody someone's life. You can also use it for for a for a bad purpose and and end somebody's life with a knife. It's not the knife's fault. It's how you no, use it. So it, exactly. it's the person. It's the person. So so technology is, is is another tool that we can use for good or for bad, and it has many, many good uses. Uh, EWTN wants to be 
like well our one of our logos is EWTN is everywhere and so we want to we want to be and we are on on YouTube on Facebook on Instagram on Twitter uh, on YouTube uh, there's a channel which if you type in the uh, on the search engine on, on not the search engine but on the EWTN the, the YouTube search bar you type EWTN channel and you'll see two channels one in English and one in Spanish so we're using technology to broadcast live and uh, our programming is all there also on demand so the shows are recorded and then uploaded there so for for if you can't catch your favorite show there's always the recording that what you can watch later uh, so we we are using technology as 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 much as everybody's trying to use technology for the good for for to bring the good news of the gospel through means that a few years back were not even thinkable mm -hmm. and uh, think, think though again those of us who are of a certain age we we grew up without cell phones oh my goodness can that even be possible but yes if you're very young and you're listening to this there was a time where we didn't have cell phones in our pockets all the time <laughs> when mother angelica started ewtn back in 1981 uh, you wouldn't even know how to turn on a tv camera and now a day we all walk around with video phones post something and it goes viral in 15 seconds later you know, um, when she started, she didn't even know how to turn on a television <laughs> camera, but she knew she had to learn. She knew she wanted one of those television stations. And you know what? She didn't have a clue what she was going uh, to go through with all the suffering. She only had $200 donation in her pocket, started in the garage of a convent in Birmingham, Alabama, the buckle of the Bible Belt, the most unlikely place. And nowadays, it is the largest religious media network in the world, all because of the Lord's will and all because the Lord has us here and and he may not it may, it may not his be his will to have us here tomorrow. But today we are and we have to use the tools of technology very much like modern day radio, who has a, a very long history. Modern day radio actually was in existence before EWTN mm -hmm. radio started. Uh, and so talking about the importance of history and guarding history, right? Sure. And, 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 and modern day radio has moved along and now has the app and the live streaming. But there's also the traditional AM and FM frequencies uh, all, all throughout the archdiocese. So um, somebody out in, in Europe could be listening to this, not through a terrestrial radio, traditional radio station, but through the app. Yeah. Um, and somebody in um, in Central America. So it's so important that we can use technology and guard our eyes. Oh, guard yes. our eyes when we use technology. Because even though we're using technology for good means, the evil one is going to try to make us trip and is going to throw something bad in our face. And, and, and maybe we're aware of it, but we have to guard our young ones too. Oh, more than ever. More than ever now. And I always make it a point when my kids were getting their first phones, they're all grown now. Uh, but I always made it part, we eased into different platforms. And I always made sure, okay, if we're going to do this one, we're going to start with this one. I'm going to be on there with you. So I'm going to see everything that you see. I'm going to know who's connecting with you. And if you can use this well, then we'll see about the next one. You've got to guard them. Dr. Ray Garendi, I think on a regular basis, here's those questions from parents now. I, they're addicted to the phone. I can't control what they're seeing. They've got these group of friends. Yeah, he says, it's that cell phone. We've got to guard their souls the way that, well, God, 
you know, we guard ourselves mm-hmm. over those things, like yeah. you said. Elena Rodriguez joining us in studio today. She is the Northwest Regional Manager with EWTN. So you're on a bit of a road trip, uh, uh-huh. Elena. You started out in Denver <laughs> with your companion, your trusty navigator, Mr. Marshmallow, who is also in studio with us. Now, where is your travels going to take you from here? Well, Marshmallow and I, the Great Pyrenees... <laughs> Uh, my four-legged furry friend, uh, we've been traveling um, th- from Denver, stops along the way, and, and now we're here in Portland. Uh, so where, where we go next, we go to Wenatchee, Washington, uh, and, you know, Apple capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to be having some meetings with some uh, diocesan officers there, the Diocese of Yakima, who are going to be very, uh, very gracious with their time and meet with with me and we're going to figure out ways to work together EWTN and the diocese uh, in prison ministry because we want to be bringing our EWTN television signal to different prisons uh, in different uh, diocesan and arts diocesan uh, uh, territories so so that we can have this signal available for the residents in prisons, both female and, and, and male prisons. But we're also going to be meeting with the uh, the, the director of, of evangelization there at the diocese. So, and with um, also with uh, the Catholic radio station in, in, in Wenatchee, which carries EWTN oh. content as well. And so, um, yeah, and, and after that, uh, Boise and, and Salt City, and, and then finally back to Denver. So it's a little bit of a, of a road trip. And just meeting with dioceses and with radio stations along the way. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Some of it is just coming together as we go along. Like you said, it was not the original plan to even come to Portland. But um, I was in Seattle um, this weekend and, and, and thought... Let me look up how how far is 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 Portland from from Seattle, and it, it's perfectly doable. It's yeah, not that just far. About just a little less than three hours. So that's yeah. wonderful. Well, uh, uh, thanks so much for your time today on your travels. You be sure to say hello to uh, Brian Howell and our friends over at Salt and Light Radio there in Boise. They're good friends too. So, Elena, thank you so much. Safe travels. God be with you. And thank you for all that you do in uh, helping Mater Day Radio just put together some wonderful, wonderful work. Well, with our partnership through EWTN. God bless you, Rena. Delighted to be here. And, and a very warm hug to all of our listeners, Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this very first day of June. Hey, this very first day of June, you know what would be a good day to do? What's that? Download that free Hail Mary media app. How about that? If you don't have it yet, again, it's free. Uh, We learned yesterday from Sarah, over 2,200 folks have downloaded the app. So here's your opportunity to do it this month by downloading the free Hail Mary media app. You will have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders. You can listen to all the variety of podcasts that we have on Mater Day Radio through the Hail Mary Media app as well. So you can get it by just going to our website. All the information is right there. That is at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, this is Tim Staples, Senior Apologist with Catholic Answers and an adult convert to the Catholic faith. Inviting Mater Day radio listeners to join me for the 50th annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. As one of this year's speakers, I'm going to discuss some of the whys behind our Catholic faith, such as why be Catholic? How is man saved? I'll talk about Luther's most important question and what's all the fuss about Mary and more. I'll be there, and I hope you will too. Join Tim Staples, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Father Theodore Lang, and Bishop Peter Smith during this life-changing spiritual and educational retreat, July 10th through the 14th at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. For all the details and how to register, visit olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you have one more chance to cycle Oregon. We'll have the details in a couple. And Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland stands firm against the new House bill in Oregon. He asked the faithful to join with him. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. This is Kyle Sincouli now with From the Cross. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Slow down You're headed for the end now Bound to have a breakdown There is hope
is Kyle Sincouli and From the Cross. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland released a statement on the opposition of Oregon House Bill 2002. The bill would require Medicaid and private insurers to cover more procedures under the umbrella of gender-affirming care and would allow minors of any age to get an abortion without needing to notify a parent, among other policies. Now, in a statement, Archbishop Sample states five areas of opposition. First, he says, it undermines the parental authority to exercise responsibility and care for children. Secondly, it promotes the taking of innocent human life. Third, it expands abortion on demand and gender-affirming care into rural areas and college campuses. Fourth, It forces insurers, medical and mental health professionals, educators, and many others to participate in providing medical procedures in which they may not believe there is no meaningful religious exemption in this legislation. And then lastly, it completely is unnecessary since children 15 and older already have access sought by this legislation. And Archbishop Sample ends the statement by saying, I will oppose House Bill 2002, and I urge every faithful Catholic and person of goodwill in this archdiocese to do the same. Now, the full statement can be found on the new Archdiocese of Portland newsletter, Church Alive. You have access it through the Archdiocese webpage, and you can sign up for that newsletter to be delivered to your email monthly. Well, a divided U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill to suspend the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling on Wednesday, with the majority of support from both Democrats and Republicans to overcome opposition led by hardline conservatives and avoid a catastrophic default. Now, the Republican-controlled House voted 314 to 117 to send the legislation to the Senate, which must enact the measure 
and get it to President Joe Biden's desk before a Monday deadline when the federal government is expected to run out of money to pay its bills. Now, the measure was a compromise worked out between President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. In the Senate, leaders of both parties said they hoped to move to enact the legislation before the weekend, but a potential delay over amendment votes could complicate matters. Well, the state of Washington collected nearly $600 million more in capital gains tax than expected for its schools. When legislature passed the state budget for 2023 to 2025, they plan to collect $248 million from the new capital gains tax, according to the Seattle Times. But by May 9th, the state had collected $601 million more than expected, totaling $849 million. Now, the capital gains tax passed in 2021 added a 7% charge on profits of more than $250,000 from selling or exchanging assets like stocks, bonds, business interests, and more. Now, the state Supreme Court ruled the tax constitutional in March. The first $500 million collected from the tax will go to the state's Education Legacy Trust account, and those funds beyond that will go to one-time school construction project, according to, again, the Seattle Times. Well, since 1988, it has been an annual event that hundreds of local bicyclists have looked forward to, But it comes to an end after one final ride. Cycle Oregon will call it an era after a 400-mile pedal through wine country to the coast, as reported by Bike Portland. Cycle Oregon organizers cited rising costs and lack of interest from riders, vendors, and volunteers as some of the reasons the nonprofit organization said the classic's conclusion also will allow them to focus on smaller and shorter events. Cycle Oregon Director Scott Schultz said the Classic, which once attracted up to 2,000 riders annually, has become harder to put on post-pandemic as rural communities work to recover. Now, many of the medical, sanitation, and assorted service providers are no longer in business. Those interested in participating in the 33rd and final Classic from September 9th through the 16th can register online at cycleoregon.com. So 400 miles in seven days. Quick calculation, David. That's about 60 miles a day yeah. that you got to put in to make it through. I don't know people, you know, do they, can they go faster than that? I don't know, but. Yeah, I think you can kind of go at your own pace okay. as far as you make it from point to point, you know, over the course of the day. I'm pretty sure if you added all of the miles that I have ever biked in my entire life, you probably would not even come close to 60 miles. <laughs> Is that right? I don't think I've ever biked. I mean, you you go for, you know, three, four miles at yeah. a time down at the beach. You'd go up and down the coast. When I was little, I'd go up and down the block. But 60 miles? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have done that. That's a pretty good ride. It is. Well, Delilah, an Oregon Zoo chimpanzee who helped launch the decades-long friendship with renowned primatologist Jane Goodall, well, she turned 50 last week. Delilah is one of the oldest animals at the zoo, but still not the oldest chimp. Jackson's 51, and Chloe, well, she's 54. All three have far surpassed the typical life expectancy for chimpanzees. Now, wild chimps typically live around 33 years, and the median life expectancy in zoos, 
41 years for female chimps, according to the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. Now, the zoo participates in AZA's Species Survival Plan for Chimpanzees, which are nearing extinction in many of the range of countries. Now, Delilah was born May 25th, 1973 at the Oregon Zoo and then known as the Portland Zoological Gardens. Around that same time, the zoo's pioneering work with chimpanzees drew the attention of renowned conservationist Jane Goodall, who visited regularly, getting to know Delilah and the others. Now, that decades-long connection to Dr. Goodall led to a new era of care for chimpanzees and other primates and inspired the design of the zoo's new primate area, which opened in 2020, and it is home to eight chimps now. Yeah, that's fun. I have a feeling there's a lot more visits to the zoo coming up in, in my future. I've got uh, grandchildren, that yeah. grandchild that's coming that I'm going to definitely go with. Zoo's always fun. Yeah, you can't oh, go wrong. The, it's a great day. I still don't like to go into the bat cave. Oh, I love that. Those, those yeah. bats are creepy. That's, that's, that's one of my favorite stops right there. That's pretty fun. <laughs> In sports, college football fans, get out your calendars. Oregon and Oregon State have announced some key kickoff times for their upcoming season. So the Ducks and the Beavers will meet in their annual rivalry game on Friday, November 24th. That's the day after Thanksgiving. The game will kick off from Autzen Stadium in Eugene at 5.30 p.m., and will be televised nationally on Fox. Now, Oregon will open its season at home against Portland State on Saturday, September 2nd, at 12 noon, with the game televised on the Pac-12 network. Oregon State opens its season on the road at San Jose State on Sunday, September 3rd, at 12.30 p.m., with the nationally televised broadcast on CBS. That game was moved from Saturday to Sunday, to accommodate the television broadcast. And the Portland Thorns pick up a Challenge Cup win last night at Providence Park, defeating Angel City FC 3-2 in group stage action. The month of June is dedicated to the Sacred Heart. Now, the church celebrates the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus on the Friday following the second Sunday after Pentecost. This year, well, it falls on June 16th. Now, in addition to the liturgical celebration, many devotional exercises are connected with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Of all devotions, devotion to the Sacred Heart was and remains one of the most widespread and popular in the church. Now, understood in the light of the scriptures, the term Sacred Heart of Jesus denotes the entire mystery of Christ, the totality of his being, and his person considered in its most intimate essentials. Now, the face of the Sacred Heart was approved for specific diocese by Clement Thirteenth in 1765 and then extended to the whole church in 1856. But then it was Pope Leo who ranked it a first class through an encyclical letter in 1899, dedicating the whole Catholic world to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Now, devotions to the Sacred Heart was also an essential component of John Paul II's hopes for the new evangelization. Devotions to the Sacred Heart of Jesus are numerous, and some have been explicitly approved and frequently recommended by the Apostolic See. These include personal and family consecration, act of reparation to the Sacred Heart, and the practice of First Fridays.
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And something to also get on your calendar for June 10th, beginning at 7.30 a.m., is a Corpus Christi procession in Beaverton at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church. 7.30 is the rosary in the church. 8 o'clock is the mass. And then about 8.45 is the procession. St. Cecilia Parish will host this annual procession through the streets of Beaverton. A one-mile procession led by Father Mike and Father Huang includes stops at two temporary altars for adoration. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So I got a rabbit in my yard, I guess just being a rabbit. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, How are you going to get rid of it? Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, we're going to talk about June gardening as we head into this new month and uh, what sh- we should be doing in the garden. And I know one thing I'd like to do. <laughs> so anyway, we'll talk about that after the forecast. Sounds good. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. I once had a gentleman come up to me and say he didn't think the principle of non-contradiction was true, that perhaps something could be and not be in the same respect at the same place and time. Now, skepticism doesn't get any more radical than this. The principle of non-contradiction is the principle upon which all human knowledge is based. So how do we defend it? It's pretty simple. A skeptic can only speak against the principle if his words have the intended meaning and not the opposite. For example, if a skeptic says the principle is false, well then he must intend the statement to mean what it expresses and not the opposite, namely the principle is true. But this presupposes the principle and thus undermines his attempt to deny it. So a skeptic can't deny the principle of non-contradiction without ending in self-defeat. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities Program Information at CatholicCharitiesOregon.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. Looking to forecast today, sunny skies. Going to be a nice day, high around 72 Clear overnight tonight, low of 46, and then sunny Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Just keeps getting warmer. Looks like it tops out at Tuesday, 92. 
Yikes. Yeah. That's going to be a warm one. Mm-hmm. Well, currently it is a very pleasant 53 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at St. Henry's Church in Gresham. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. So, David, you're having a little trouble with a little, uh, some little furry, little, cute little bunnies. Yes, a cute little bunny rabbit. You know, I saw the bunny. We probably spotted him in our yard eh, about a month ago, I guess. It's been about a month, and we're like, oh, isn't he cute? Little bunny running around, hopping around, eating the grass. And then I planted some marigolds, (laughs) and he's not so cute anymore. Uh, He's eating the heads off of my marigolds. Just he likes the blooms. Uh, He likes the blooms. And so he's already, I've got four planters and each planter has marigolds in it. And the one planter at the end, he's eaten the heads off of all of the marigolds. Every one. Every one of them. (laughs) And I'm fearful he's just going to keep working his way down until he eats all of them. Now, look, I understand bunnies. They got to eat. A bunny's got to eat. A bunny's got to eat. Bunny's got to eat. But there's so many other things in the yard he could be eating. There's clover and, you know, whatever. Yet he seems to love the marigolds, and so I I really don't know what to do. I mean, I could probably find some screening to put up over the marigolds, but eh, it just just doesn't sound like something I want to do. More work than I want to do with them, and so we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are just, maybe you just need to sacrifice a certain group to the bunnies, like yeah. your third one, and then just kind of cage off the rest or something yeah, like that. I don't know. My daughter said I should plant lettuce, and maybe it'll redirect him to the lettuce, and he'll avoid the marigolds. <laughs> you know what? You are just creating a smorgasbord yeah. for the bunnies in the neighborhood, and he'll be so. like, hey, fellas. Yeah. I, I got this guy trained. Yeah. He keeps planning food for us. Come on over. You know, when I left this morning to come in, he was sitting down at the end of the driveway. He's looking at his watch yeah, going, like, hey, all right, get out of here. I'm gonna I got to go get in your yeah, backyard. I got to get to the marigolds here. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But that's okay. that, you know, that's life, life in the jungle. So I was really excited because when I came home from the weekend from our camping trip, there was a little package that had arrived on our doorstep that had been brought inside. And it was a package of milkweed seeds. Oh, yeah. Milkweed seeds. So I was getting real. Last year I wanted to do this and I couldn't figure out how to get milkweed seeds into my backyard Mm -hmm. and so i just went online and bought the seeds so i am determined to try to get butterflies into my backyard monarchs in particular monarchs love it and now's the time of year now i don't know how quickly the seeds will grow and 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 i've got a little area a a raised bed Mm -hmm. now i have two uh but what happened was a cherry tree kind of popped up in the middle of that side of the yard. And we love it when trees like from seeds blow in from around the neighborhood right. and we'll let them grow. And sometimes we'll put them in a pot and we'll then, you know, get them into other areas of the yard. So we've sure. got a good portion of the trees in our yard have mm-hmm. just kind of popped up. So this cherry tree is one of them. Beautiful. We love it. Totally covered, though, my raised beds from the sun. Oh, right. Only one, which has the raspberries, 
gets late day sun. Mm-hmm. And so as a cause, the, the raspberries are getting real bushy, mm-hmm. but not a whole lot of blooms on it. But the other side, it's now just a raised bed that collects the excess grass. Right. So that's where I'm going to put the seeds for the milkweed. That's very nice. And I went, now, Scott, I got to get this bed ready and I want to get some of the grass up. And he goes, Brenda, you are literally planting weeds yes. in the backyard. <laughs> They'll grow anywhere. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just make sure it stays out of the lawn. So they're beautiful. There's four different varieties. They've Mm -hmm. got flowers that'll come up off of them. And then I think I can go online right now and get the caterpillars. They're available now, the monarch caterpillars. Oh, wow. And I can send for those. And then as soon as, you know, and I can kind of help them along a little bit until the milkweed comes up. And then I'm going to put them in my milk in my backyard. Yeah, environmentalists love you because they they encourage people to plant milkweed because of the dwindling monarch population. And so they encourage folks to plant milkweed because that helps with the population of the monarchs. Okay, well, I guarantee you, I got four different varieties. I'm not going to get anywhere near planting all of them. So you let me know, David, <laughs> okay. if you want some weed uh, thank you. seeds I've... for for milkweed. Appreciate uh, that. The other thing, you know, Scott's tribe is Potawatomi. They're out of Kansas, his reservation, Indian reservation. They actually have a stew that's made out of milkweed. Oh, okay. It's kind of part of their, their native sure. foods that they eat. So. All right. I maybe might find a recipe. There so. you go. But it's a good time now that we're well into June. The ground's warm. So I thought, again, we'd go to our favorite Oregon State EDU extension program. Yep. And let's talk about some of the things that you got to remember to do uh, this month. Right. Okay. I love these. I have a couple of these bushes, uh, but they don't last long. Lilacs. Lilacs, yes. They've grown. They have bloomed. Yep. And now... Time to prune them. Same for rhododendrons, azaleas. Just got to pr- uh, deadhead them. Right. Right. So, uh, uh, so that's one of the things that you can do. Pick. Strong- Although I, I will say this, our rhodies are still blooming. Our rhododendrons are still they, too. They, they came in late this year. The blooms uh, late. I think maybe because of that cold spring I that we so. had with the late snows and yeah. everything like that. So again, that's all deadheading it. The lilacs. I love to pick them mm-hmm. and put them in my house because they are so beautiful to look at, incredibly fragrant. Yes. So. Uh, not They don't go in our house, I'm afraid, because someone in the house has an uh, allergy to them. So David, uh, we watch them. We look at them and watch them bloom. You're just going to have to plug your nose somehow. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's time to actually, if you got your garden in early enough, lettuce. Mm-hmm. can start coming out. Oh, easily, yeah. So we were driving through uh, to Ellensburg this week. We always make a stop at this Greek Orthodox monastery on the way uh, as you're heading to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's out of Goldendale towards Yakima. Mm-hmm. And they have a little gift shop there. And while we were there, because we always stop and buy baklava because it is the best Ooh, I have ever had. Sounds good. They brought in a whole uh, like wagon Full of lettuce. Oh, wow. To sell. Nice. So uh, if you ever head up that way, please stop. I think it's called St. John Greek Orthodox um, Monastery. Yeah. And it's a little gift shop. There's nothing else around it. And again, the baklava is mm-hmm. the best. So uh, let's see here. Uh, after normal fruit drop of apples, pears, and peaches in June, they say consider thinning the remainder to produce a crop of larger fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now's the time to get that done. I want to make sure we have plenty of apples for our annual apple smash yes. uh, that we have at Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably this time of year, too, you can plant peas. 
I, I know that this okay. is a good time, just from my experience, that uh, probably could have started them a little earlier, actually. But I know that's one of the one of the early crops that I like to plant. Okay. Uh, they say now is the time, too, to get the garden weeds under control. Oh, yeah. Just go in and pull them. Yeah. It, it really, I, nobody has a garden, I would say, in your backyard that's so big that you've got to use spray a weed killer to keep it clear. Right. Just go out, hoe it, mulch it, and then just get those weeds out. Uh, also, a little so uh, insecticidal soap for, to cover aphids mm-hmm. on like roses and things. Yeah. Okay, so those are some things. And then as we get towards the uh, end of the uh month as it really has a consistent warm weather house plants that or house plants that you brought indoors mm-hmm. you can get them Put outside them out. yeah. yeah let them enjoy the summer weather very nice so it's going to be a good month i think and we hope you enjoy today's second cup support for Matre radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Matri Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in a prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Prayer to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mystical Rose, make intercession for the Holy Church. Protect the Holy Father. Help all those who invoke you in their needs. Since you are the ever-Virgin Mary and Mother of the true God, obtain for us from your most holy Son, Jesus, the grace of keeping our faith. Sweet hope in the midst of the difficulties of life, burning charity, and the precious gift of final perseverance. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Patroness of the Americas, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look of your forecast on June 1st, sunny skies, high of 72 degrees. 
Clear overnight tonight, low of 46, and then sunny Friday, 75, Saturday, 79, Sunday, 80 under sunny skies. Currently 54 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Dupree. Can you feel it? We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Coming to another season You know there's gotta be a reason for everything Everything Looking so me up ahead, yeah Coming at you and you can't help Questioning Everything Running right through your bones It's taking complete control You know it now, change gon' come You know it now, change gon' come It's chasing you everywhere Can't be thinking of nothing else You know it now, change gon' come You know it now, change gon' come Change gon' come From heaven above, from heaven above Change gon' come Can you feel it, feel it Change gon' come from heaven above, from heaven above Change gonna come, just believe it Change gonna come From heaven above, from heaven above Change gonna come, can you feel it, feel it Change gonna come From heaven above, from heaven above Change gonna come, just believe it Dupree and Can You Feel It? It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Thank you so much for joining The Morning Blend on this very first day of June. David and Brenda with you. We do appreciate it. What you doing for the first day of June? Uh, I am going to do some great interviews and get them ready for uh, tomorrow. I thought you were going to do some grilling. And we're going to grill. There you some go. Some hamburgers. I like And that. some brats. We're going <laughs> to test it out. Okay. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. Live with passion with Father Cedric this evening. We hope you have a very blessed day.